Hello and welcome. My guest is Josh Lesser. He fronts the band Horse Cops and performs his solo material under the name Big Nick. We spoke at his apartment before a sweaty show later that night in Philadelphia. First, here's Need Two from an exclusive live session. So I, when I saw the show description on like Facebook tonight, it said solo. And so I pictured you like with an acoustic guitar by yourself. And then you mentioned that you're going to have a backing track. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm wondering uh, to what extent, because I think about this a lot, to what extent is the production on the songs part of, I guess, like the identity of the song? I mean, it's definitely super important. Like, it's all just like a big recording project. Every song starts with like a chord progression or something like that. But the only thing that makes them like not boring to me is all the weird stuff I do like after when I'm recording. Like a lot of times stuff like arrangements and everything will change a lot once I record. Because I don't know, there's a lot of time to like experiment and mess around and do stuff that a human can't do on their own without like technology. So yeah, it's a big part, I guess. Um, so does that mean that when you're writing a song, you're just in like pure songwriting mode and then all the production comes afterwards? Uh, I guess, I don't know. Usually like I'll have like a melody or something or like a chord regression idea that I'll just come up with like biking around or something and it'll just be stuck in my head and then I'll come home and record it. And it usually turns out like totally different once I start recording it like I realize like oh I can't do that there I'm gonna do this instead or like this still feels empty so I had this part blah 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 but like so yeah it's never really a complete song until I finish recording it I guess because I I usually have no idea what's gonna happen (laughs) just Uh, go with the flow (laughs) um why did you feel the need to do a solo project 
when you already front a rock band? Um, well, Horse Cops kind of like fizzled out. Like we weren't really doing that much. And I was just like kind of at home, like recording these weird songs that like were more like, I don't know, electronic based and didn't really like make sense with Horse Cops, I guess. So yeah, I just like was recording for no real reason at all. And then realized it was like a different thing. Does that mean some of these songs would have been Horse Cops songs, do you think? I mean, maybe, but I feel like I knew, like, when I made them that there's no way they would, like, fit like that. I mean, I'm doing them with a live band now, but it's still, like, totally different from what Horse Cops was doing, which is, like, I don't know. We did a lot of different stuff in that band, too. But, yeah, I'm just <laughs> doing something different. I don't know. Um, So it's very, a lot of it is pretty fun. A lot of it is very funky. <laughs> How much of that is like, to what extent are you like earnestly influenced by funk music or music from the 70s? I mean, I've definitely been listening to more as of recently, but yeah, I don't, I don't really know what, what made me move in that direction, but that's <laughs> like the main thing I'm trying to like emulate i guess is just like really like grooving and like just genuinely like grooving music is so (laughs) awesome and i don't know a lot of rock music just i just want to dance sometimes (laughs) i guess um but i don't know there's it's coming from like a lot of different places i guess Hmm. um i really like the song sunday thank you (laughs) And it seems to be the most like, I don't know if it's earnest or like the most kind of singer songwriter song. And it's really interesting. I think how the album closes, cause usually an album closes with like the most dramatic song or something. And there's this kind of more, I mean, I could be as always like misreading it, but it seems like a very personal song. And then it closes out with like a particularly fun, like funky song. Um, what, led you to i guess order it that way or do you see this do you see the song sunday as standing out it really hit me uh yeah i mean it's definitely extremely different than the other ones um as far as the order i feel like i just ended up putting like the newer songs first because i was like when i was sequencing it i was kind of like sick of hearing the older ones so i kind of pushed those towards the end but i did i did want to end with uh eating well because it's definitely like a fun one and then I don't know. That was just like the order that felt natural for me. Like it, I felt like it flowed the best. I wasn't really like, uh, it, it was a conscious decision, but it wasn't like very like formulated. I mm. just kind of like heard it and I said, that sounds good. <laughs> um, you talk a lot about uh, laziness and sleeping. <laughs> Is there a specific reason that theme kind of runs throughout? I mean, because I am lazy and I sleep a lot, I guess. <laughs> I mean, they're very personal songs, I guess, but none of them are very deep. They just, because like most of the time when I'm like recording a song, it all kind of happens in one day when I'm like hungover or something and like feeling shitty. And it's like a, I don't know, it's like a way to distract myself kind of. Yeah. And then, so like usually I'm like feeling kind of bad when I'm recording. That's like how the lyrics like uh, get to those themes, (laughs) I guess, of like being a lazy piece of crap or whatever (laughs) um yeah so it's just like the headspace i'm usually in when i'm recording i guess yeah 
but it's very fun music. Yeah. So do you, I guess that would be like I mean, a, I don't know, a counter or something to lift you up or. Yeah. Well, like, like I said, it's like a distraction a lot of the time. So like, it's just kind of like a, a coping thing for whenever I'm like feeling bad. So sometimes like I'll go with like something darker because that's how I'm feeling. And sometimes I'll try and like, uh, fight it with <laughs> fun grooves or something. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, either way, it's like it usually comes from the same place, like mentally. Wasted warship, holly on the ground. You make me do more. You're not around. Water real, you. Do you like my tattoo? You to talk back like you. How do you feel when you're playing live? Usually pretty weird. Playing tonight solo is going to be really weird. Um, I was trying not to do too many more solo sets, but this one kind of came upon me. I've been playing with like a full band now, which is way more fun mm -hmm. and like takes a lot of the pressure like off yourself kind of because it's you. You can imagine that everyone is looking at everyone except you. Um, but I don't know. Playing solo is definitely like kind of nerve wracking, especially like. In other bands I've been in, like, the songs weren't really as personal or, like, upfront, and these kind of are, and I never, like, think about that when I'm recording them. So, it's it's always kind of, like, it, freaky in the moment, and then I just do it, and it's over, and it's fine. But, yeah, always feels kind of strange, I guess. Um, uh, I want to ask about what kind of synth patches you use, and... As you look around your bedroom. Oh, yeah, it's uh, I realized my keyboard's actually downstairs, but it's just <laughs> like, it's this like, uh, I think it's a Yamaha synth. It's like a toy. Like it's got like the <laughs> tiny keys and um, mm -hmm. but I don't know. It has some cool patches and it's really tweakable for like. I got it at a thrift store for like thirty bucks, but I think they sell for like seventy, eighty bucks on eBay. Mm -hmm. It's some weird like. I wish I knew the model, but yeah, it's one of those ones with like the drum beats on it and yeah. all that and the. I'm but a collector of those kinds of keyboards, so I know yeah. the excitement of like finding them on thrift stores and things like that. Yeah, it's really. I, I was really blessed. It came with the case and everything, <laughs> and it like. Yeah, and also on some of the stuff I use like a Casio SK5, which is like one of those. That's I don't know. My if newest you, one. Yeah, the sampling is so much fun on it. It's like very base. Eventually, I'm gonna get like a real sampler, but right now that's the only like, uh, physical like analog sampling tool that I have. I mean, it's not analog, but you know. Um, only like real tangible object yeah. that I can sample with. 
so that that's like fun to experiment with like even though it's like super limited like that makes that kind of forces you to be creative i guess yeah fun fact that's the they never explicitly say it that's the keyboard that gene uses on bob's burgers <laughs> if you're a fan of bob's oh my burgers God. yeah that it, scene when he, he goes into like the gear dream or whatever <laughs> you know and there's like the the actual like they have pro tools on the screen like <laughs> Only people that would like actually use that would <laughs> recognize that he had like a Pro Tools session mm-hmm. up. Like they were very detailed with that. It was pretty funny. Yeah, but it has like very very specific sounds that no other keyboard has. Like oh, multi- the dog barks, the dog bark, and the laser. And if you oh my play God, it while watching, roar. it's literally the exact. It's not like that's similar. so funny. And it has and it looks similar. So yeah, it's a fun fact. Yeah, there was some, we put some dog barks on the Horse Cops record, <laughs> and uh, we did it, like, at home. Like, we did some days live tracking, and then we added, like, that at home. And, um, yeah. From the we, keyboard, is you sample your dog? From the keyboard, just, like, the the regular dog patch on the <laughs> SK-5. And when we were mixing, the, the guy, Chris, at Big Mamas that was mixing it, they're awesome, by the way, Big Mamas, for recording. But, yeah, Chris was mixing it, and he was like, what the fuck is that? Like. <laughs> Yeah, so one 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 song ends with like a barrage of dog sounds, which is pretty silly, but it was fun. Um, yeah, I wanted to ask you. <laughs> I just looked up <laughs> like magic. You were <laughs> getting comfy. Yeah. Right? Um, something else. I recently spoke to Scotty from Shelf Life about this, about how much the ability to record and publish music has changed, and so I'm wondering. I assume. I mean, you kind of were talking before. I assume everything is done in your bedroom or in the house. Yeah. How uh, how much does that affect your creative process? And do you ever think about how you would write or record if you didn't have access to such an easy or, I guess, accessible, for lack of a better word, setup? Yeah, I mean, I have also recorded, like, in studios. And I feel like it's it's super different, like... I don't know. Every minute that you're in the studio, you're paying for. So unless you're like on a label that's funding your release or something like that, like you have to really like go in and have everything planned out and like make the most of every minute. Whereas like recording at home, there's a lot more room for like experimentation and you feel less weird about like ditching a song that you just spent like a hundred bucks to track or whatever. So I, it, I, I guess it allows it to be like a lot more experimental and like personal too, just cause like, I don't know. I don't want to be recording like super personal stuff with like some guy I don't know super well, just like tracking it or something like that. And just like watching and listening and just, yeah. So I guess just, it, it makes it more like personal and just like more experimental and you can do it like all the time. You don't have to worry about like paying for recording, which is another like big thing. I don't know anyone that could afford to be like just constantly in the studio, like making stuff. Yeah. That's interesting to hear you say, though, about someone like hearing your personal writing and your personal process, but then you go on to publish it. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of different. Like mentally, it's kind of different, like being in a room like alone with someone like watching you record Mm -hmm. something versus like there's like a sense of detachment when you like upload something online or like. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't even like being in the room with someone like listening to my songs like one-on-one like if if there's the more people there are the easier it is to like uh just think about it less or like zone out i guess mm-hmm. um and i want to ask you why you chose the name 
Big Nick. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right, so it was just basically a, a big joke I took too far. I just told <laughs> my old roommate Nick that I was going to name my solo project after him and he was like you better not and he got really mad and yeah. then i did it because i'm a big jokester <laughs> and then it stuck and that's there's no real deep profound meaning behind it i'm just a a, a big funny man <laughs> cool um I, I guess i don't know <laughs> is there still any tension or we're bros for life. Okay, that's good. That's my boy boy. I love him. Yeah. He's in Horse Cops, right? Yeah. Um, he quits the band every practice, though. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want the world to know? Uh, nah. Cool. Thank you so much. Thanks, Greg. <laughs>